it is August already. My birth month. <laughs> so, okay, without forget, you can you celebrate the whole month. Yes, I look forward to my birthday. <laughs> 58. <Woo -hoo>! Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, you look at you don't look it. I don't look like I have a 24-year-old, right? And then my youngest <laughs> is gonna be 17. <laughs> I have a 26-year-old. How about that? I do have the gray hair to show it, but it is currently uh, blue. So well, I covered up my gray today. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good whether we let it show or whether we cover it up. That's it's all it. good. I just praise God for my space in the building. Mm -hmm. so, so we we are armed. We're good. We're lined up. We know what we're gonna do. We're great. We'll figure it out when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we'll, oh, well, we'll, we'll make Andrea proud. How about that? Yes, let me um share it on Facebook and do what I normally do. Yep. Yes, and welcome the Facebook crew. All right. Yep. All right. Hello, 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 and welcome, and thank you for joining us here at Authors Up, a forum for authors by authors. Yes. We air on the ALH Broadcasting, an affiliate of the Streaming Inspirational Broadcast Network, and on Facebook at Sunday evenings at 7 p.m. with a replay on Saturday nights at 7 p.m. And that's Eastern Standard Time, yes. <laughs> so I'm reading through my little splurb here since I don't do this regularly. Go ahead, go ahead. A second. <laughs> we are also available on YouTube and as a podcast, so you can download us on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many others. Search for Authors up show and download us from your favorite platform. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So we want to welcome everyone on Facebook land tonight. We want to welcome everybody on SIBN and America <laughs> and all the other countries who listen yes. to us. Thank you for joining us. We love you. We haven't met you, but we appreciate you greatly. Yes. yes, yes. So welcome, welcome. Welcome. Yes. How are you today, Victoria? I am doing fine. I'm doing fine as wine. Uh, <laughs> well, all right, all right. Vegetarian wine, vegetarian wine. I am welcoming our uh, Facebook listeners. I see we have Francina tonight, and Linda, and Angie. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Angie said that she's embracing her gray, and I said, "Yep, we are embracing the gray tonight." Thank you, Angie. We are. I'm doing it too. I just have it a little covered up too, but you can see the little dashes. Uh -huh. Little dashes. 
but we are fine. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. I'm doing fine. How about you, Ruth? I'm good. I'm good. I'm back from vacation. Of course, I'm good. <laughs> so we can look, come back look. to about a million emails. <laughs> well, you know how it goes. You know, you don't answer one of them and they, well, you don't answer two of them and they populate while you're uh, ignoring them. So know. you know how that goes. So yes, I do. we are missing our other partner in crime. Mm -hmm. oh, last week you were gone. Mm -hmm. Now this week, Elder Andrea Hines is gone and I am just, I'm like, okay. We'll get together. I think we'll all be together next week. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we have to do a little better job at communicating that when we're going on vacation. So <laughs> Andrea's on her way to Las Vegas. Have yes. fun. We will see yes. you next week. Um, we you won't be you. sharing too much. You know how it goes, but <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fun. So um, I had a great time on vacation, obviously. I got my hair done. Yes, yes. Look at her got new hair. Those who see her. She's got new hair and this new color. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's so new do. New do. But got to hang out with family, got to spend time with them. So it was really good time. Really good coming back. Um, yeah, it was good. It was good. 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 So that How was, was your weekly week? review. That was my weekly right. review. All right. My week was good. Um, work, work, come home, work. Come home, work, come home. That was about it. But um, always, I love that, you know, on Fridays, we are, um, uh, for the summer, we're off on Fridays. And so I'm I'm just enjoying that, having a nice three-day weekend. Didn't go anywhere, but it was fine. I, I just love it. So we have, I think, two weeks left of that. And I just can't believe we're going to be in August know, as of right? tomorrow, which is fine because that's my birthday month. <laughs> So I'm celebrating all month. Thank you, Lord, for another year of life. That's what I'm celebrating. So, uh, and of course, you'll take gifts all month too, yes, right? Yes, I'm gonna have my queen, my queen, happy birthday on Lord. one of these weeks. So yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the queen is in the house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. If that if that we've taken care of all that, are we we good to go? I, I think we're good. I yes. Think we're good. We have an outstanding author with us tonight, and let me read you a little bit about her. Luisa, Luisa Romando, affectionately known for her Italian heritage and nurturing traits, makes her literary debut with Beyond the Cobblestones, a passion project that's been in the works for years. Inspired by tales of her mother's journey from the village's of Italy to the bustling cities of America. She is an award-winning real estate agent who lives in Philadelphia area with her husband and three sons. When she's not writing or selling houses, Louisa can be found on the tennis courts or a yoga mat or in the kitchen. Louisa is known for her natural cooking abilities and effortless entertaining skills. Scents of tomato and basil drift through her welcoming home as she regularly delights her friends and family with Sunday dinners. Experiences she's carried from her own youth that have inspired this lovely tale. I tell you, I'm, I'm going to ask Louisa, can she invite me to Sunday dinner? Because that sounds good. <laughs> but after we have a short break, we will be back to talk with this wonderful author and her beautiful book. Be right back.
welcome, Louisa. Welcome, Hello. welcome. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on our show. You yes. have a great book and we are just ready to talk about it and about your journey and everything that went into this book. Thank you. I, I'm so excited to get into it and, and talk about it and <laughs> let you know everything I can. Awesome. All right. So tell us about your book. So uh, it is a story, as you mentioned, about my mother's life. Mm -hmm. It takes place uh, primarily, it's, it takes place throughout Italy, but starts off in Orsada di Puglia, which is a small, little, tiny, tiny town in southern Italy that my mother uh, was born in and spent the first part of her life in. And um, she just, you know, had aspirations for bigger and better things. She didn't know what she wanted, but she knew it wasn't there. So she, uh, you know, she she came up with this idea to, to move to the United States. And, and really, you just, you know, throughout the book, it kind of takes you through her journey of how she did that, how she accomplished the goal of getting from southern Italy to northern Italy to ultimately the United States with very little resources and pretty much no money. So, Wow. That, she yeah, did that. That. <laughs> yes. Well, and I attribute her, I mean, she, we wouldn't be in this country if it wasn't for her, really. Mm -hmm. She was the driving force behind us all being here. So, mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is a uh, story of immigration then? Yes. Just, yes, it is. Okay. But, okay. Yes. So we have we have a, a similar background, I would say, because my uh, my family, um, my mom's side are immigrants. My dad is Puerto Rican. So but oh, okay. my mom came from Costa Rica. And I wanted to read one thing you wrote in your introduction, because it was very similar to what the attitude that I was brought up in, which is to okay. say America was the place to be. This was ingrained in my head from birth, no matter how bad it ever gets here. It's always better than anywhere else in the world. At some point, I started to think that people who were born and raised here and had many generations of family who were born and raised here didn't feel this same appreciation. I learned to see this country through the eyes of my parents, and it is a view that I have never lost. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't mean to sound like I would put anyone down, but I, I think that that encapsulates exactly how you know when you have first generation families of americans you know you you learn to see it through your parents eyes you learn to right. see and feel that appreciation mm -hmm. um how how did that create who you were how how is that attributed to who you become today well it's interesting i think that um it it really gave me a solid work ethic because part of that, a big part of that statement, <clears throat> excuse me, is the fact that we were taught that we had to work really hard to be here. We came to this country. It was the best place to be. And the reason that, um, that people from other countries at that time anyway thought that it was the best place to be was because they saw how Americans lived in magazines and on television shows. And, right. and it looked like, you know, right. everyone was rich and everyone had opportunity and everyone was educated. And, and that's honestly, I mean, it's, it's simple in a way, but that's what my mother thought. She mm -hmm. saw people on magazines and thought, I want to go to America because everybody there has the opportunities that we don't have here in my small right. town. Right. Um, so it taught me from a very young age that, to, you know, we had to work. For everything that we got when you know when we were growing up and um, 
And I think I still have that same feeling. And I also have a love for this country that I can't even explain. I, mm-hmm. you know, like I said in my, in my author's note that I, no matter how bad it is anywhere else, my parents always taught me that it's still better to be here than anywhere else. Yeah. And, and I gives me chills to even think about it because I still feel that way, even though we have our problems and, you know, mm-hmm. we know that it isn't always the best, but we are lucky in so many ways to be in this country. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think um, you touched on it a little bit in the bio that you're an award winning uh, real estate agent, but yes. you mentioned <laughs> also that you are now award winning author. Yes. yes. Thank you. Yes, that was very recent. I uh, I just won an award from the New York Book Festival for okay. in two categories for uh, general fiction and for young adults. So I was very excited to, to get my first awards. Yes. Thank you. That is incredible. So obviously your hard work has paid off. <laughs> yes. I, hope, I think so. I hope so. <laughs> that is awesome. So mm-hmm. now we touched on this as well. So this is your first book. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you're I, not an you're not a writer. Or I'm not. I, I weren't I, right. I wasn't a, a, a trained writer. Let's just say that I was a finance major in college. My uh, career is all out of college. And, and mm-hmm. up until even now, as a real estate agent, I, I really just deal with financial things. And uh, I never was trained as a writer. So, um, you know, so that was, it was a big thing to overcome because I always felt like I wasn't doing it as good enough, as, as good as someone else would would do it, who was maybe trained as a writer. So I had a little imposter syndrome in there that um, got in the way in the beginning. It made me very nervous to let anyone know I was doing it. And boy, the first time someone actually read anything I had written, I thought I was going to curl up into like, you know, oh, a wow. and disappear. I just felt so embarrassed and fearful and, you know, all those things. But you you learn really quickly that, you know, once you get it out there the first time yeah. and you overcome that, it gets a lot easier. I love <laughs> that. I love that. I love oh. that. <laughs> so what inspired you then to write if you were in finance? So I grew up as a, you know, with my parents being immigrants and always working really hard and they shared all of their stories of their youths my father and mother and all of my aunts and uncles and everybody. We have a very big family. And I also spent time going back to Italy and, and seeing a little bit of it firsthand. But the, the thing that inspired me the most is the, is a picture my mother had from her youth, which is actually the cover of my book. Okay. Wow. Do you have the yes. book with you? Do you have the book I do. I, I do. I have it right here. Yeah. So this, this is a, a, the cover of the book is actually a picture from her town. Oh, and you wow. can see it, it's all stone and, you know, little narrow walkways and alleys mm-hmm. and things like that. And my mother is the one of the one of the girls sitting down here in the little blue dress. Mm-hmm. So I always I grew up with that picture around and you know my and I would say to my mother, you know, tell me what's going on in this picture. Where and she would tell me and explain what she was doing. And and I always was just so intrigued. I wondered how was she growing up there? Or how mm-hmm. did she grow up there? I was growing up in Philadelphia, you know, big, big difference. One yeah. generation. Yeah. One, not even, yeah, one generation difference. And I'm here in this big metropolis of a city and she was in that little tiny town and I just was, it just intrigued me. So 
I started asking a lot of questions and writing down timelines and people and places and just really for my own information. Mm-hmm. And then eventually with, with sitting down with my mom and dad, like I would just sit in their kitchen with them and my laptop and I would type away and they would argue over who was right about the facts. And, <laughs> you know, I would just record all that information. But somewhere along that line, over the course of about eight years, I would say that I was doing that, um, the passion for the story started to really build. And it, mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure what I was going to do with it, if I should make it a memoir, or if I was just going to record the events and kind of share it with my family kind of thing. Um, but then it, it just turned into this historical fiction novel. So it was really interesting. Oh, that's so neat. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do your parents think about the book? Well, they both, neither one of them had read it until it was published. Okay. Oh, wow. So I know. So their so they their language is still a barrier a little mm-hmm. for them. They when we were growing up, they really only wanted to speak Italian. I mean, I'm sorry, they only wanted to speak English at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they're both in their 80s, and they've kind of revert, reverted back to the Italian more than the English. And you know, they just don't really read well in, in English anyway. Okay. So mm-hmm. they just never really thought about reading it when I was writing. They just, you know figured they'd wait. They never thought about it. And then when it came out and it was an actual book and they both read it, they both cried. (laughs) They really, really, they really loved it. And my father, I don't think I've ever seen him read anything because he really doesn't read English well at all. Okay. So uh, he muddled through somehow and uh, you know, it was really sweet, really, really sweet. (laughs) That is awesome. Um, So you end the book at a pivotal moment when they came to America. Um, is there a part two? Is there a next story? The, yes, I'm actually about halfway through writing yes, the second book. Yes. <laughs> so we can. Hanging. You left me hanging. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I have a lot of questions from people about what happens right when she gets here, and you know about some other little questions that go occur in the book. And when story. did you meet your father? Because you right. Oh, yeah. Everybody wants to know if he was in the book, if not in the book. So I I don't want to give away too many details, but it was um, it was. Yeah, it's definitely a question I get from everybody who has read the book. So I am working on the second book right now, and I'm hoping that should be out by early next year, early to mid next year. I gotta wait that long. I know. I've just been really distracted (laughs) with all my kids and their things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's called life, right? It's called life. Oh, life has been getting in the way for sure. So it's hard to sit down and do the writing, but I am about 32,000 words in. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Are you, um, is the process any easier this time now that you've done it once already? No, actually it's much harder. Really? Yes. And the interesting thing, like I had talked to my, one of the editors that I've been working with about this, and he said, it is very common for the second book to be harder than the first. And the reason he gave me was because you edit yourself more as you're going. Mm-hmm. And it slows you down. Mm-hmm. So the first time around, I didn't know what I didn't know. So I just threw everything down on paper or, you know, on my computer and let it just kind of work itself out in, in revisions. And now I'm trying to write with all of that in mind. And it's really not the right way to do it. No. Tell a rule. Mm-hmm. Tell a rule. Come on, tell No, me. I always, uh, <laughs> we try to share tips on the show too. And I always say writing and editing are two different phases. So yes. if you can keep them separate, it helps the process a little bit more. Uh, yes. Flow yes. a little bit easier. So, yes. um, so you really have to go back to the beginning when you mm-hmm. didn't know how, what you were doing. Mm-hmm. And just remember to write when you, I mean, I don't know how there's so many, you know, people who write so many books. It's really hard. It's really, really hard. 
<laughs> so I'm trying to, you know, like I said, I struggle. I'm struggling a little bit because of that. And I, I'll work through it, I'm sure. But yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, okay. it is harder. <laughs> <laughs> but you're but you're pushing through it. So when we're going to have a second book. So yes, hopefully you'll be back and be sharing about that one. Yeah, that would be great. So uh, what do your kids think about mom being an author now? I think they're pretty proud. And I, you know, I have three sons. I think I said that at some point and, and they're, you know, boys are funny. They don't necessarily keep up with what's going on in my world too much, but they are pretty proud. I have to say, and they're good kids and um, they're very supportive and they have, they were throughout the whole process because it it was a dedicated year of time. Mm -hmm. Once I decided I was doing it and I was moving ahead full, you know, full speed, it was a full year from the from that point till it came out as a published novel. And, sure. um, you know, that was a lot of time that I was not maybe the best mom, <laughs> maybe not always. I was trying, you know, to do my best. I would get up at four o'clock in the morning a lot of times mm-hmm. and write because it was on my mind and I couldn't sleep. And that was a quiet time before mm-hmm. I'd have to go to work or do stuff with the kids or whatever. So, um, you know, I'd get a few hours in there in the morning to get things done. But I know that I definitely was sl- uh, slacking a little as mom and my kids were very forgiving. <laughs> oh, they usually are. They usually yeah. are. So yeah. they, well, they can take care of themselves a lot better than we give them credit for. <laughs> yeah, that they could definitely do. <laughs> yeah. So all in all, how long did it take you to write that first book? Yeah, it was a, a year. I a year. well, when I, as I said, I was doing all this research mm-hmm. with my parents, and that mm-hmm. was like an eight-year process of me not really knowing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got to the point where I decided that I was doing it, I was about five thousand words into my story, and it was a full year to get to the published book. Okay, all right, that is mm-hmm. so amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hand you over to Victoria now. <laughs> okay, all right, Victoria. I love the book. And, you know, my tagline here on the show is get the book, get the book. We want them to get the book. Get Thank the you. Book. <laughs> I, it, it just drew me in from the very beginning. And, I, you know, I have a couple of quotes from the book that I, that just struck, struck out to me. Um, and this is from the intro, um, everyone. It is my belief you will see that no matter how difficult things may be or how many obstacles stand in your way, that if you persevere, you can make your dreams come true. I I just love that. That's just spoke to my heart because yeah. I try to try to inspire people, and that's what we try to do on the show. Um, one of our, our our lines is that um, everyone has a story to tell, you know. And mm-hmm. you certainly did a good job with telling this particular story. Thank and you. So I love that. Can you talk to us about your dreams for this book and how it came true? So I, like I said, I started with the dream with my parents and just writing it all down. And, and, I, and I, I just fell in love with everything they've always told me about their pasts and their youth. And, and while they had it really hard a lot of times, my mother more so than my father, my mother didn't have anything. They barely had food sometimes to eat. Right, right. Um, and they had no money and no education and very little you know, help of any kind to, to improve their lives. But they never looked at it as a bad thing. Even now, if I when I talk to my parents, they never looked at their lives as bad. It was wow. just the way it was. And they they worked hard to to improve their situation, but they never looked back and felt like their lives were so bad. They actually felt like they had good childhoods. Wow. And wow. yeah. So I my goal was to just kind of make it 
positive. It was, you know, it was supposed to be a positive thing, which I, you know, anybody can read this book. It's for any age. There's nothing inappropriate or at all. It's a heartwarming yes. kind of a story, which I like about, it's what I really love about it. But, but I wanted it to, to come off that way. I wanted it to, to show, you know, that things get in the way and mm -hmm. life throws stuff at you that isn't always so great. And, you know, you just keep going because what are you going to do? You know, <laughs> you mm -hmm. have to keep going. So that was, that was, I think, my goal that, to show that that perseverance can really, really, you know, make you succeed. And success looks interest, you know, it looks different to everybody. It, right. it just, you know, to my mother, success was being able to feed, get food for her children and, exactly. you know, do a little bit of education and, and come to the United States. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like being a millionaire or having a big home or any of those things. So it, the success looks different for everyone. And I think that um and for me it was really just the success for me was just getting this out and and having this wonderful thing that will live longer than i will so amen you know. exactly mm -hmm. well thank you for that another line that i liked is you know clearly um our heroine um grew up in some poverty and um this line i think i've been hungry most of my life that just spoke to me because to me, and, and it was not just about the physical hunger, but the hunger to have a better life. Mm -hmm. And um, into and to all that she went through to get to that better life. Can you speak about that a little bit? I you can. And, and yeah, one of the things I, I, you know, I've talked to my mother so much that I feel like I know her so well, which is really a beautiful result of this book. I don't know that, you know, we always get all the stories from our parents mm -hmm. and get to get right. understand the feelings behind a lot of what they encountered when they were growing up. But I did get to do that with my mom. So it's so good to to, to know her so well. And um, and she you know, you're right about the hungry thing. Like she was hungry, obviously, because they didn't have much food. Right. But she was also hungry for something that she didn't even know what she was hungry for right. because mm -hmm. she didn't really. I had asked her once about, you know, who her role model was. And I said, you know, I thought she had no one really in her town that had a life that she wanted to have. But she knew she wanted some life outside right. of that. And she just knew it inside of her. And that hunger, you know, that that she felt was was real, even though it wasn't like a hunger for food. It was a mm -hmm. hunger for something more. Yes. So and she didn't, you know, she, like I said, she didn't have a lot of exposure. So she just knew there was something out there, although mm -hmm. she didn't know what. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I felt that when I, was, I said, you know what, that wasn't just about the food. No, Ooh, that was deep. That was deep to me. Y'all got you. Book. My other line that I like. <laughs> um, By the way, I love that you you read into that line so well. That's <laughs> maybe even more than I thought that I, when I wrote it. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad, and I, you know I hope that gives you a glimpse of um, what other people will read. Well, let me let me before I go to that last quote. Let me see how has the reception been for the book uh, thus far. How how has it done? Oh, it's been great. Honestly, it's been, you know, so rewarding to hear people do like what you just did to kind of quote back some things from the story and ask me questions about it. And a lot of the times people want to know, was that really, did that really happen? Is that really a true story? Because, you know, in fiction, we have the ability to kind of make mm -hmm. things up as we right. go and certain certain things I did have to make up to fill in the blanks that okay. I, you know, things I didn't know. 
But the story is, is, is you know, re very real. And most of the stories that I use are very real. And everybody always wanted to know, you know, did that really happen? And was this a real person in her life? And those kinds of things. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that brings me to my last, what, what one of the quotes I like is a little excerpt. Life in Orsara. Is that how you pronounce that? Orsara? Life Orsada. Orsada. Osada is simple, mm -hmm. and there's a lot to appreciate about that. It's the town that taught me how to survive and be humble, but nothing compares to what I'm already seeing in the north. Between the hustle and bustle of Torino and the quietly abundant life here in Chetty. 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 Yeah, I was a hard one. I, I struggled yeah. with that. Chetty. <laughs> I know I've seen too much. I can mm -hmm. never go back. To Osara again. Mm -hmm. I that's that just like poof. <laughs> yeah. I can never go back again. You know, it's like when you've seen a difference, a different way of life, when you've seen something different or a different path than when you've been going, if you see a better way to do something, then you can never go back again. And that that was just no. profound to me. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you can't unsee it, right? right? You can't unlearn something and you can't unsee it. So it's, um, you know, I don't know, it's a beautiful thing when we're exposed to things that, you know, show us there's more that we can do or that we can accomplish in life if we want to. Right, mm -hmm. right. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So how has, uh, can I jump right. in? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so how, do, how do your parents feel about living in America now? How do they view, like, um, I'm assuming maybe they're uh, still in the Philadelphia area. How do mm -hmm, they view they that compared to the old country? Um, so I just asked my mother this question about Italy yesterday. She was here with me and I said, mom, do you ever feel like going? Because we were watching, actually, we we're watching an Italian program. I have Italian programming on my television for them because then they can come here and watch mm -hmm. TV. And um, I said, do you ever feel like going back? Do you ever miss living in Italy? And she's like, not for a minute, she says. <laughs> no, she and she hasn't been back. I mean, she won't fly anymore. And it's probably been 20 mm -hmm. years since she's last been back. But yeah. she doesn't miss it, she says at all, because it's just, you know, she loves it here. And my father, too, he's given mm -hmm. her so much credit because he at first, if he had the money to go back when they had gotten here mm -hmm. originally, he would or, or this, you know, sh the story is a little different than the, right. what, you know, what continues to happen. But when they both came here together he would have gone back within a couple really? of days if he had the oh, money. But he, he was so unhappy because he didn't speak the language. He felt like they were taking advantage of him. He didn't have a great situation. My mother had a job as soon as she got here. My father had uh, had to wait a, a little bit before he got a job. But then he, when he got one, you know, it was a little bit better. But he wow. said if he had the money, he would have gone right back. And he's, mm. and he's, he's always glad that he didn't because he really credits my mother with you know us being here as well, which he's had a great life here. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. They they mm -hmm. came to New York, right? They came to New York, yes, on a Thanks boat. Or no, they came on a plane. My mother came on a boat the first yeah. time. Yeah. But I'm just saying they came from Italy and you know to New York. Yes. Whoo, what a difference. And I'm sure they didn't Huge. see, I'm sure they didn't see the good parts of New York at first. No, probably not. And they didn't speak English. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Right. So I don't, I don't know how you do that. I often thought to myself, you know, could I, I don't speak German. Could I go to Germany with a try a small child and no money? I mean, what would mm -hmm. I even do? So I, yeah, just as an example, I always thought that, but it's, uh, I don't know how they did it, but you know, back then a lot of people did it and, and that's why there's, you know, we're all here. <laughs> yeah. I think the book also gave me, you know, as a, as a person who grew, you know, born and raised in America, you know, as I, as I was reading the book, it gave me a, a good appreciation that I really don't think I've had, had you know, mm -hmm. of, of, of understanding like where I come from. And, you know, my family, you know, was we were born here and the, and the privileges that we've seen, even though it's been it was rough. We, you know, grew up in the projects in, in the Bronx. It was rough for us, too. But it's still it's a great thing to live yeah. here. You know, I really when I and, it, and I tell you, it just gave me a greater appreciation. I did. I was like, I didn't even think of that, you know, yeah. before. And that's why those quotes that I read really, really stuck to me. And I and I just appreciate it. And thank you um, for writing those things down and to, so that we can <laughs> read you. a book like this. You know, thank you, thank you. Well, you know, my mother's little town had many generations of people who never left. Right. And they just, you know, it's hard to break out of whatever your situation may be, you know, growing up because, you know, it, we kind That's of just follow you know. along. Right. Mm -hmm. We follow along with our parents and we do what we know. Mm -hmm. But um, my mother, you know, she didn't want to do that. She didn't want to continue that legacy that, you know, her whole family before her had where they were all they all grew up in that little town and raised their families in that little town. And, right. you know, so. That hunger, that hunger was there. That hunger, right? She, <laughs> saw, she felt something different. <laughs> well, where can our listeners and viewers find your book and get in contact with you? So my book is available anywhere you you buy books online. Um, it would Amazon, of course, is a big one, mm -hmm. and you can get in touch with me on my website which is www.eithermynameorthebooktitle.com, uh, Beyond the Cobblestones, or Luisa Livorno Romando. I know both a little bit of a mouthful. But uh, yeah, you can you can connect with me there. There's uh, ways to, to sign up for my newsletter, which I send out um, you know, every month to keep everybody kind of informed about what's going on with the next book and you know, have the opportunity to get involved with a little bit of it. So yeah, that's that. Beyond the cobblestones. I love it. Get the book. Get the book. <laughs> <laughs> thank Do you have anything else, Ruth? No, I just wanted to say uh thank you again, Louisa, for sharing that. I know that, you know, it is um it is our story as Americans. And mm -hmm. it, it's not something that happened, you know, two hundred years ago, a hundred years ago. It's something that's still happening today. America is a good place to live. And you know what? For all our faults, people mm -hmm. still keep yeah. coming. And there's a reason for that. So yes. um, I'm happy that you have shared that. And I thank you for it. It was a great book. And like Victoria said, guys, get the book. Uh, you'll enjoy <laughs> it. So uh, thank you. I'm, I'm just sitting here. Look at this land of opportunity. Look at the three of us. So different, mm -hmm. but able mm -hmm. to come together and talk about um, a common theme and and you know, just have such great points to talk about from the book, and that's it's just amazing to me. That's why I keep smiling, you know. Because well, I, I did, and if yeah, and if I could say, if, I'm sorry, if I could say one more thing about it yeah. too, is that you know, our heroine is a woman, 
Mm-hmm. You know, yes. she was a young, a young woman who had a really big idea and it was yeah. really, you know, a crazy idea to her family at the time. But, um, you know, it's just kind of crazy to see what a young girl can do when she puts her mind to it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's nice. I, I appreciate, I really appreciated my mother, um, for, I didn't in the beginning, obviously I never even thought about it in the right. early years of my life, but now I appreciate her so much. I don't even, I can't even put it into words. And I admit, I was afraid for her. I was, I was reading. I was like, "Where you going? What? What? And no, nobody's with you." I, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> she was never afraid. And mind you, she's like tiny little thing. She's, she's like four feet tall, and really? she's a little, 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 little person. And she was never afraid of anything. Oh, you! One of our um, watch listeners said, "Truly enjoyed you sharing oh. with us." Thank you, Louisa. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Francesa. <sighs> All right, I think we are um, we are at time. Yeah. Um, we we truly enjoyed the book, enjoyed having you on Serena. with us, Louisa. <laughs> um, if you'll hang on with us, uh, we'll uh, close out. Guys, get the book. Um, yes. <laughs> not much else we can say. If you have any questions, email us. Uh, Authors up at gmail.com. Andrea will be back with us next week. I'm sure with stories to regale from great Her Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again, Louisa, for being with us. Thank you, listeners Thank you. and podcasters, all of you. We are we wouldn't be who we are without you here and mm-hmm. authors up. And we so very much appreciate you. Absolutely. And and as you can see tonight, look what happens when you tell your story. Look what happens when you tell your story. You never know whose life you're going to bless. You never know who you're going to touch. And you certainly touched us with your book tonight. And we thank you for being here. I hope you you. come back again. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to sign up for the newsletter. I (laughs) want to find out what happens. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you so much for having me tonight. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, good night, everyone. Good Good night, night, Ruth. My Good night. Good night. <laughs>